1: and amen. Today is a beautiful day and this is a day that the Lord has made and we rejoice and are glad in it. Uh, Today as we begin we're going to have uh, communion and we're going to partake of communion. As, As you are aware you know this is a covenant that Christ asked us as believers to take and to keep doing in remembrance of him. And so as we begin our service today and even as we go into Uh, Our statement of belief I admonish you to uh, have someone just run to the kitchen pick up something uh, you know some small drink and and some bread so that we can share in this meal together that Christ commanded us to share together Uh, let us begin with our word of prayer we thank you Lord Jesus for this beautiful day this is the day that the Lord has made we uh, rejoice and we are glad in it father thank you for a new month the month of August And thank you, Lord, for the things that you have done, the things that you are doing and the things that you are going to do. I pray for your children, wherever they are uh, listening to us from across the globe. Mm -hmm. I pray, Lord, for just a new touch uh, from your own bounty. Mm -hmm. Father, may somebody say that their lives have been changed today because of a word that moves them from one season to the next. Mm -hmm. We thank you, Lord, because you are in this place. Holy Spirit, we invite you here because we know, Lord, that the Holy Spirit does not go where he's needed, but he goes where he's invited. And so now we invite you into this place and Father take control of this service and our time together in Jesus name, amen. Amen. Let us start with our statement of belief and then we can go into uh, the Lord's table. I am a winner and not a loser. I'm a victor and not a victim. I have changed my mind and my attitude. To reflect what God says about me. My faith is built on God's word. I can do all that God says I can do. Nothing is impossible from this moment on. For I am a new breed, a new kind, a remnant, and I am after my purpose.
0: This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network.
1: the scripture has told us that we do have a covenant with Jehovah. As believers, we do not do this, uh, the taking of the bread and the taking of the cup, just as a mere ritual. That's not what it's about. It's not just a churchy thing to do. When we do this, we always remember and we're always reminded of what Christ did on the cross for you and I. We were, remember, we were all born sinners. We were all astray. We were all set for Dalmatian. We were gonna, every one of us was gonna perish. But for Christ and for the love of God for us, he sent his only son to die on the cross for you and I. So as we take this covenant today, take it with an understanding that this is a remembrance of what Christ did when he came here on earth for you and for me. Today we have life and we have it eternally because of this God who loved us so much as he says in his word, John three sixteen, that he sent his only begotten son, that he should die on the cross for you and I. As we do this today, what is it that you believe in God for? Under this covenant, the Lord says there is nothing he withholds from his children. Today, as you take this, as you partake this, test the Lord. And say, Father, because of this covenant that I have with you, add what it is that you want him to know about your life and see what transpires from here on forth. Let us take the bread together with that revelation and indeed the cup, that blood that washes away all sin, that cleanses us and makes us new. Let us take it. Mm. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Father, we thank you and we bless you because indeed you're a good God. So many things have happened in many of our lives, but Father, many times we've not even attributed them to you. But yet, Lord, we know that you're in every detail of our lives. And so, Father, even today, as believers and even with your command of this covenant that we should partake of this bread and your blood. Your word says that we should eat your body, eat your flesh, and we shall drink your blood. Father, I pray, Lord, that even as we have done it today, Mm -hmm. May we be one with you. May there be a revelation, a new revelation that Mm -hmm. you are already living inside of us. And Father, in the way that we operate, in the things Mm -hmm. that we do, we pray, Lord, that you may become center, Mm -hmm. that you become first, that Mm -hmm. you become the go-to person every time we have anything to share. Mm -hmm. Father, today your children have asked of so many things, Mm -hmm. so many hidden requests, Mm -hmm. quiet requests, silent requests, Mm I see a father and I see a mother and I see children Mm. and the things that they've desired, that they've whispered to you right now. Mm. Father, thank you, Lord, that your ear is not too far, that you cannot hear our crying Mm. and our petitions. But Father, I thank you that you listen to us, Lord. Mm. And above everything else, Father, you answer us. Father, many times you answer us in ways that we may not even understand. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you give us the answer that is no. Sometimes you give us an answer that says wait. And Father, sometimes you say yes. Lord, in all of them, Mm. may we be faithful and trust enough to know, Father, that you know what is good for us. Mm. And we accept your verdict in every area of our lives. We Mm. thank and we bless you. Mm. Holy Spirit, we invite you into this place now. Mm. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Today, I'm excited. I have my wife with me here. Thank you for coming and joining joining us. We're going to have fun. Uh, I told her we must minister together and I'm just... I mean, this is her debut. I'm so, so excited uh, because I know what God is doing uh, in her life and I know what is in store for every one of us today. I'm excited. Karibu sana.
2: Asante. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank
1: you. Wow, wow. So let's go straight into the word. Today it's an interesting topic uh, that you and I discussed. Uh, And the title of today's message is... What lies behind the call? Mm. What lies behind the core? This is how I want to start out. You know, while growing up, every one of us had what is called a superhero. Every child had a superhero. Mm. In fact, at some point, every child became a superhero. Um, and I remember growing up with the likes of Six Million Dollar Man. Mm-hmm. We had people like Flash Gordon. We had Robocop. We had the Saber Riders. Yeah. Uh, we had Batman. Yeah. We had Superman, mm-hmm. Spidey Man. We also had the Incredible Hulk. Mm-hmm. My goodness, Incredible mm-hmm. Hulk, and even Popeye, Yep. the Sailor Man. But you know, my all-time favorite character was a guy called He-Man, and He-Man just made me feel like
2: I you will come alive. life.
1: I can do it. Yep. I can do it. I always felt like I, I don't know i resonated with him he man was like the strongest man in the universe uh, and he would remove his sword and say i have the power <laughs> and then i remember Kranger. Uh, Kranger was like his little cat mm-hmm. uh, very which, timid which was very timid mm-hmm. yeah it was a tiger yeah. it was a tiger but the most timid tiger you ever you ever saw but at the point that he man would shout i have the power and then direct his sword to to Cringer, He became Battle Cat. Yes. And all of a sudden, these guys who were weaklings became Mm. the strongest things in the universe. Mm -hmm. That's what got me. Mm. That's what got me. And, of course, there were many lady uh, uh, superheroes. There was Wonder Woman. She-Ra. She-Ra, who was uh, He-Man's twin sister. Twin sister, yes. Uh, And her little unicorn. Yes. (laughs) Uh, There was Catwoman. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But tell me, who was your superhero? Well, for
2: me, my superhero was... uh... What's his name? Uh, Superman. Superman? It was uh, a he? Yes. Well done. I, I well loved done. Superman. Yeah. He was very good looking. Yeah. I loved his eyes. Yeah. Just kind of like mine. Uh, well, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh-huh. I loved his eyes. And I love the fact that he was an ordinary guy. Yes. You know? Yes, absolutely. Going to the newspaper Yeah. Uh, place mm-hmm. and then... All of a sudden his eyes you know that that's x-ray man I mean there are times I just wish I could meet him you know man
1: <laughs> you, <did. laughs> yeah. you married him oh no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know it's so funny you, you mentioned Superman yeah because you know he was uh, Clark Kent I think he's yes his, his Clark name. Kent yes and and, Clark and Kent. I was Lois and you were Lois yeah. yeah right yeah <laughs> so uh Clark Kent you know being just an ordinary guy mm. Who became extraordinary because of putting on the Superman suit, mm-hmm. isn't that amazing? Yeah, isn't that amazing? Yeah, and and just to think that ordinary people
2: mm-hmm. can
1: end up doing extraordinary things, mm-hmm. do you know that that's um, that's how God operates? Mm-hmm. That's how God operates, you mm-hmm. know. God is the master of using ordinary people mm-hmm. and turning them to becoming extraordinary people. That's you and I, you know. Yep, uh. Every one of us. I don't it's know
2: about
1: the extraordinary, ordinary, but you know, <laughs> doing we're ordinary. Doing things.
2: Yes, doing extraordinary things. That's yes.
1: what, you know, the scripture says in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 27, it says, but God has selected for his purpose mm-hmm. the foolish things of this world mm-hmm. to shame the wise, revealing their ignorance. Mm-hmm. And God has selected for his purpose the weak things of this world to shame the things which are strong revealing their frailty, mm-hmm. their frailty. In other words, he uses the foolish things, the least likely of things and people. Mm-hmm. That's right. And situations of this world yep. to confound the wise, which only means to baffle, mm-hmm. to amaze, to confuse, to mystify mm-hmm. and to stun the world. Mm-hmm. Isn't that true? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Isn't that true? Yes. He often chooses people that you and I would dismiss. That's right. Many times. He chooses people that you and I would not choose. He would not even look at them twice because they don't fit the character. They don't have that character trait. And, you know, it's so interesting because these people always look incompetent. They mm-hmm. look weak. Yeah. They look unprepared. Unschooled. Unschooled people. Yeah. Unschooled people. I like Unschooled. that. You know, remember the apostles, the disciples? Yep. They were all uneducated. Mm-hmm and had no formal theolo- theological training. Can you believe it? Yeah. Yeah. There had no training before they met Jesus. Yeah. But then they walked with Jesus for only three years, day and night, mm-hmm. watching him perform miracles and mm-hmm. hearing him teach them mm-hmm. personally mm-hmm. while he taught others. Mm-hmm. This Jesus didn't care about their social standing. Mm-hmm. Can you believe that? He, he just didn't care about you know the fact that they were unschooled mm-hmm. he just asked are they prepared and mm-hmm. are they willing
3: mm-hmm.
1: are they willing to be used of him mm-hmm. hmm. so he used 12 ordinary men to bring the good news mm-hmm. to the world Amen. that even today years later mm-hmm. we are still talking about this good news mm-hmm. just 12 ordinary men mm-hmm. that would change the world forever mm-hmm. remember peter and john they had just been used by god in an outstanding miracle the healing of a man crippled from birth as Acts chapter 3 documents. Mm -hmm. They were dragged before the Jewish leaders for interrogation. And Peter answered that it was by the name of Jesus Christ that the man had been healed. Mm. And then in Acts chapter 4 verse 13 to 14 this is what they said. This is actually the testimony of those religious leaders. This is what they said. Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated common men mm. they were astonished mm-hmm. you see using the foolish things yeah. to confound the wise and they recognized that they had been with Jesus mm. that these people had been with Jesus mm. but seeing the man who was healed standing by them mm. they had nothing to say in opposition and the and the lord reminded me this he said nobody ever argues with results. No. no Nobody does. Nobody does. Mm. Nobody does. You know, the high priests and the Jewish leaders were astonished that what they perceived as unlearned and ignorant men from Mm. verse 13 Mm. could do such a miracle. Mm. Because, you know, people perceived that miracles and doing extraordinary things were actually for a select group of people. Yeah. Like people who are educated, they're elitists. They always thought that. And even today,
3: yeah, we think that changed.
1: things that are done that are extraordinary yeah. must come from people who are extraordinary, yep. without recognizing the fact that it is God's power working through them. that is working through them. Yeah. Today, you may be wondering how God can actually use you to do extraordinary things. Mm. You know, you may be thinking, you know, every time you look at yourself when you consider yourself, you say. I'm not the guy that God can use yeah but then God is saying you're exactly the kind of guy that I can use listen to this when you consider yourself and maybe each time you look into the mirror you don't see much but I thank God that he does not see us or he does not
2: see you amen the
1: way you see yourself amen that he does not operate through you yeah. the way you think he would operate through yeah. you. Isn't it interesting that he doesn't see us the way we see us and he doesn't think about us the way we think Mm. about ourselves. The scripture Mm. says in Isaiah chapter 55 verses 8 and 9, it Mm -hmm. says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, Mm -hmm. neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. Mm -hmm. As the heavens Heavens. are higher higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts Higher higher than your thoughts. You know, almost everyone God calls and has used, as found in scripture, was an ordinary man or an ordinary woman. Yeah. Almost everyone. Mm. But once they are committed to following Christ, they became extraordinary men. Amen. And did extraordinary things. Amen. Today, we look into examples of Bible characters that were used of God. Ordinary individuals who did extra ordinary things. I want to start with one guy Mm -hmm. and then I'll let you go into uh, someone else that Mm -hmm. I'm excited about. I want to hear about that person. (laughs) Uh, I would let the cat out of the bag. But let's start with this man called Gideon. Gideon. Years after being set free from captivity in Egypt, Israel grew proud and self reliant. Doesn't that, doesn't doesn't it ring a bell? Yeah. That At some point, isn't it funny that when people are seeking something you're looking forward to something, and then the Lord allows you to get into that space, you forget Him. The first thing you do is to forget Him. Many times, many believers fall into this trap. Yeah. Was it money, wealth, fame that you're looking for? Mm. And when you get into that space, you completely forget the person who brought you there. Mm. That's exactly what happened in this time. They have been brought out of the wilderness from captivity years and years and they come into the promised land, and the first thing they do is forget the God who led them out. Listen. They behaved in such a manner to suggest that they did not need God anymore. They had everything they wished for. The promised lands, the houses, the livestock. In today's world, the private jets, the four-wheel drive cars, the, you know, beautiful mansions, uh, you know, think about it. Beautiful children, a beautiful family, a beautiful wife. And then you forget mm. Jehovah who brought you out. The cash, the credit cards, whatever it is. Mm. The scripture says that they did what was evil in the sight of the Lord. So the Lord handed them over to the Midians. Yep. That's what happened. He had, handed them over. Whew, Lord Jesus, may we never forget you. Finally, after seven years of great affliction, mm. the Israelites cried out to the Lord for help. And as it says in Judges chapter 6, and I will read, let's read together if you may. Now it came about when they cried. This is from Judges 6 verse 7. Now it came about when they cried out to the Lord because of Midian, Mm. that the Lord sent a prophet to the Israelites and he said to them, Thus says the Lord, thus says the Lord, the God of Israel. I brought you up from Egypt and brought you out of the house of slavery. And I rescued you from the hand of the Egyptian and from the hand of all who oppressed you and drove them out before you and gave you their land. And I said to you, I'm the Lord your God. You shall, you shall not fear the gods of the Amorites in whose land you live, but you have not listened to and obeyed my voice. That's what the Lord said. And then in verse 13, Gideon responds because an angel has come has appeared to him found him in the threshing wheat uh, and and you know in the wine press threshing wheat and and the angel of the lord is telling him what he's going to do and this is what Gideon's response was to the angel he said but Gideon said to him please my lord if the lord is with us then why has all these things happened to us mm. remember Gideon was a partaker of history and what he heard from his forefathers that there was a time they were led out of Egypt and they were taken through the Red Sea and the sea had been parted Mm. and they saw great miracles. And these stories were passed down from generation to generation. And here is Gideon. And they are wondering every year the Midianites would come like locusts. That's what the scripture says, like locusts and just ravish everything they had. Their livestock, every crop, every harvest they had for seven years, Mm. this went on. Mm. And then Gideon is found and the angel of the Lord says, no, your story is about to change. And this is what Gideon's response was. Where, what happened? When (laughs) he says, please my Lord, if the Lord is with us, then why has all this happened to us? Mm. And where are all the wondrous works which our fathers told us about when they said, did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt but now the lord has abandoned us and put us in the hand of midian i'll go down to verse 14 it says the lord turned to him and said go in the strength of you, go in the strength of yours and uh, save israel from the hand of midian have i not sent you mm-hmm. have i not sent you mm-hmm. but gideon said to him please lord how am i to rescue israel behold my family is the least mm the least significant mm. meaning I come from the most insignificant family in the land mm. in Manasseh and I am the youngest meaning I'm the smallest of them all
3: mm.
1: how is it that many of us feel this the same, same way, way mm. this same way because this guy is looking at himself and saying, I'm the most ordinary guy. There's absolutely no way you're going to use me to save my people, Israel, mm-hmm. from the Midianites mm-hmm. and their armies. and their armies." Behold, my family is the least significant in Manasseh, and I am the youngest and the smallest in my father's house. The Lord answered to him. <laughs> I love this answer. The Lord answered him, I will certainly be with you, and you will strike down the Midianites. And if they were only, as if they were only one man, as if they were only one man. And then fast forward to Judges chapter 8, verses 22. And it says this, then the men of Israel said to Gideon, after the battle, it's been won. This is what the man said to Gideon. Remember, from the smallest insignificant family and from the youngest guy, this is what the man said. Gideon, rule as king over us. Both you and your son, also your son's son. They're telling him, become king. Yeah, You, yeah. your son, mm-hmm. and your son's son. Mm-hmm. Become king. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Because you've led us into this place. And he says, for you have rescued us from the hand of Midian. But Gideon said to them, I will not rule over you. And my son will not rule over you. The Lord shall rule. Over you. Amen. 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 That's Gideon's story. Yeah. A young man mm. didn't know what he was doing. Mm. Ordinary guy. Mm-hmm. But then the Lord appears to him. I want to hear about Naaman's little girl. Yeah.
2: So uh, our next amazing story. I really love this girl. Really love her. Her name actually she doesn't even have a name. Mm-hmm. But uh, her story is found in Second Kings chapter yes. five verse yes. one. And uh, it says, Naaman, commander of the army for the king of Aram, Mm. was a great man in his master's sight and highly regarded because through him, the Lord had given victory to Aram. Mm. The man was a brave warrior, but he had a skin disease. Mm. Aram had gone on raids and brought back from the land of Israel a young girl who served Naaman's wife. And she said to her mistress, if only my master would go to the prophet who is in Samaria, he would cure him of his skin disease. Mm. So Naaman went and told his master what the girl from the land of Israel had said. Therefore, the king of Aram said, go and I will send a letter with you to the king of Israel. Mm. And so he went and took with him 750 pounds of silver, 150 pounds of gold and 10 changes of clothes. He brought the letter to the king of Israel Mm. and it read, when this letter comes to you, note that I have sent you my servant Naaman for you to cure him of his skin disease.
3: Mm, 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 mm. You know, I'm
2: going to stop there and kind of summarize this story. So as soon as the, the, the king read this uh, letter,
3: Mm-hmm.
2: He tore his clothes. Yeah. Why? Because he said, who do those people think I am? Am I God?
3: That <laughs> I can, that. I can yeah.
2: give life and yeah. heal? Wow. Am I God? Wow.
3: wow. And
2: he the Bible says that um He pounded over the reason why. Mm. And that meant that it was a skin disease. That's right. uh, Most people assume that it is leprosy. Yeah. And at that time, we all know leprosy was not something that anyone could heal. Yeah. Pretty much COVID right now. Yeah. You know? (laughs) And so this king knew. And he said, one thing that I really loved is how the king said, are they looking for a fight? Yeah. You know, it's
1: like. It was an impossibility.
2: Yeah. And um, Elijah, Prophet Elijah heard about this and came to the king and said why are you tearing your clothes and elijah and and the king narrated i mean the reason why and elijah said elijah elijah elisha elisha
1: Elisha. okay thank
2: you elijah said bring him yes bring the man to me let him know that that i may yes that i may show him that there is a god wow and the bible went on to say how naaman went and uh of course elijah did not come out of the of the house yeah and uh naaman was so furious i mean i can imagine yeah you know
1: i mean imagine and you and i talked about yeah imagine someone with such uh position such a position This guy was an army commander. He was not coming alone. He had an entire entourage. Mm -hmm. Remember, they said he was was carrying gifts to the king. And because he came to the king, and the king said, this guy, this other king is trying to pick up a fight with me. And then when Elisha says, bring that guy, of course the king sent him to Elisha, including with the gifts. So there was an entire entourage waiting outside Elisha's home. Mm. And Elisha does not even bother Mm. stepping outside to even see how much this leprosy, had infected him.
2: And he was so mad. I mean, he was so mad. Till the point he said, why couldn't he just come out of the house and wave his hand? Abracadabra, you know? <laughs> wave his hand yes. so that I can be healed. Yes. And Elijah sent a messenger and said, let him go and dip himself.
1: In the Jordan. Into the Jordan. Seven times.
2: Seven times. Seven mm. times. Mm. And of course, Naaman was furious because now he compared. I think... The river Jordan must have been very It was dirty, filthy. And then the guy is saying, man,
1: there are two other rivers You yeah. have asked me that are clean from where I'm coming from yeah. that I could dip myself. Yeah. Why the Jordan? Yeah. He got upset and decided to go back home. Yeah. Then what happened?
2: His servant, his servant convinced him and said, I mean, you've come all this way, but then this is Nancy's version. You've mm-hmm. come all this way. Yeah. And yeah. you have believed that you're going to be healed. Yes. what is, what is, river jordan
1: in fact Deep they itself? said in fact they said mm. if he had asked you if the prophet had asked you to do something more difficult yes you would have done it yes why can't you do this simple thing yes and get your healing yes continue and mm. so he
2: did he did and he went and he got healed now i'll stop there because i want to concentrate on this girl yes, this slave the girl Lamont yes. slave girl mm. so this is my story So there was a young girl in Israel, like every young girl, she had her friends and her dreams of the future. Then suddenly one day it was all shattered. Mm. Was she out walking and was she in the wrong place at the wrong time? Mm. The raiders came by whatever it was she was doing that moment. The Bible says that Aaron had gone on raids and brought back Mm. from the land and is so here she was doing what a young girl does and then she gets kidnapped right Mm. did Mm. her parents spend the rest of their lives wondering what happened to her Mm. or was her town raided Mm. and her parents maybe killed in front of her maybe we have no way of knowing what happened but whatever the details it was traumatic and life-changing event that swept her from a free-born Israelite mm. to a slave girl in a foreign country. That's right. How would you have felt, Donald?
1: Wow. Definitely wow. bitter, angry, upset my attitude. Would be messed up. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Absolutely.
2: Would you keep believing in this God? Or would you turn your back mm. on him mm. for allowing those terrible things to mm. happen to you? Mm. Mm. I would. I mean, all of us would. Faced with a traumatic event. I mean, I don't think at that point they had counselors or therapies to run to. I mean, this is a young girl torn away from the comfort of her home. Yeah. You know. But this young girl kept her faith. Yeah. She knew she served the living God. And how do we know this? Mm. By her actions. That's right. The Bible says that she... You know, one day she was going ahead, and this is me, Nancy. You know, I'm assuming that she was busy cleaning, going
1: about her business. Yeah, going about her business as a slave.
2: And she overheard Naaman speaking, talking to his wife. You know, about this disease that is itchy. It's getting worse. It's getting worse, and I could be is an outcast from being a commander in chief. Absolutely. You know, and uh, this young girl. There was something about her that I really love
1: mm.
2: is that she she did not have the attitude like we would yeah. by saying, you know what, it serves it you serves
1: right. You you it, it serves you right. You die. You got right. kidnapped by you guys.
2: Yeah, and God is judging you for yeah. what you did. I mean, yeah. w- wouldn't we say That's that? That's the easiest <laughs> thing to say. It absolutely <laughs> we, easy. We thing. would say that God is judging you. This is God judging you. But she quickly opened her mouth and said, I know who can help. There is a prophet who can cure him. Wow. You don't need to cry anymore. There was no attempt to blackmail. There wasn't. That I'll tell you this if you give me this, you know. If I give you this secret, maybe you set Set me me free. free. Yeah. Nothing. Give me a promotion. It was a joy to help. Wow. It was a joy to help. So this young girl had accepted God's will for her life. Yes. And was joyfully doing her best where she was. Amen. Amen. I mean, faced Amen. with that circumstance, that you know you are in the house of the man that kidnapped you, the man that changed your life.
1: You Probably know. butchered your family. Butchered
2: your family. Wow. You don't I mean, now you're an offer, you have no idea who you are. And instead of being resentful and bitter, the Bible records that at that particular time when her master needed help, she remembered that there was a man a back prophet. at
1: home. who can heal In Israel.
2: In Israel. And now they
1: are living in Syria. Mm -hmm. And you know, having leprosy at the time, it was a terrible disease. First, it was hereditary. Mm -hmm. The second thing is it was painful. You know, you have sores everywhere. Mm -hmm. People don't even want to look at you. Another thing is it was contagious. So you can only imagine the worse this thing got, the more people wanted to be away from you, but he was the captain. Yeah. of the guards. Yeah. He was the captain. Yeah, And eventually this thing becomes fatal. So it was like a death sentence from the get-go. Yeah. In fact, in some so- societies back then, if you're a leper, they'd keep you out of the town. Then you would not live amongst the other people. Mm. So even for the king to allow him by mm. writing a letter, mm. it's because the king needed this man. Yeah, And he wanted to do anything that he could do. Yeah. And when the king of Israel received the letter... The reason he tore his clothes was, it's impossible. You're asking me for an impossible task. Mm, mm. But then that servant girl was used of the Lord.
2: Yeah. This ordinary slave girl, whose name we will never know, never know, and yet has received a place in this book, this scripture, brought salvation to her master's house. How did she bring salvation? In that 2 Kings chapter 5, all the way, it says, Mm. verse 17, (coughs) Naaman responded, This right here, this is, he's been healed and he wants to give prophet Elijah the gifts. Yeah. And Elijah says, no, I don't want your gifts. And he said, please, you know, if, Nama responded, if not, please let two meal loads of dirt be given to your servant. Mm. For your servant will no longer offer a burnt offering or a sacrifice to any other God but Yahweh. Yahweh. I mean, look at that. Amen. Look at Amen. that. An ordinary testament. slave Ooh. girl brought Thank salvation you, to her master's earth. Wow. Pool. Wow. I mean, I love it. Mm. I love this girl. Wow. You know? Wow.
1: Wow. wow. An entire nation can be changed from mm-hmm. a little slave girl. Mm-hmm. An entire nation. Mm-hmm. Look at that. Now you imagine <clears throat> Donald's version.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> so
1: the captain goes back. Yeah. And goes to the king and tells the king what happened yes what do you think goes through the king's mind at this point he's like i want to know who that god is yeah i want to know who that prophet was and again you can't argue with results you can never argue with results
2: yeah
1: wow let's move on Mm -hmm. i love that story and we should stick there there's another young guy i call him young because he's not even spoken much of in scripture Mm And this guy is called Ananias from Damascus, Mm -hmm. the famous town of Damascus. Listen to this. Saul of Tarsus was notorious for persecuting Christians across the land and he gained a lot of fame doing this. Now you and I know about Paul and he was just a massacre. He was like the butcher of the East. I don't know what to call him. (laughs) One day while on his way to Damascus to carry out more atrocities, Saul has an encounter with Jehovah, Mm. the living God, Mm. that left him blind and full of questions about his next steps. Mm. Three days into his meeting with Christ, while in Damascus, God sends him help, help (laughs) that would eventually get him started on a journey of ministry to become the renowned Apostle Paul. The Bible says in Acts chapter 9, verses 10 to 17, it says this, In Damascus, there was a disciple a disciple named Ananias. The Lord called to him in a vision, Ananias, Ananias. Yes, Lord, he answered. The Lord told him, Go to the house of Judas on Straight Street. Mm. You see how God is so specific. Mm. You know, my wife and I were talking about this. God saying, go to straight street mm. there were streets back in the day yeah listen to that mm. and ask for a man from Tarsus named Saul for he is praying mm. you know God had to give this guy Ananias a vision and speak to him about who he's actually going to meet and where he's going to meet him mm. so that there's no no confusion about who God was talking Mm. about. Mm. Of course, God knew Ananias knew who Saul was. Was, But he said, go to Straight Street and look for a man from Tarsus Mm. that is called Saul. Mm. And this is what's going to happen. And um, in a vision, God is telling him, in a vision, (laughs) he has seen a man named Ananias come and place his hands on him. restore his sight. Mm. I mean, this is the first time I actually caught this. Mm. That God is telling a man, Mm. go there. I have already shown him in a vision Mm. that you are coming. Mm. Listen to that. That he should, you should lay your hands on him and he shall be made whole. Mm. Verse 13 says, Lord, Ananias answered, Lord, I have had many reports about this man and all the harm he has done to your Mm. holy people in Jerusalem. Mm. And he has come here with authority from the chief priests to arrest all who call on your name. Mm.
2: You know, sometimes, you Mm. know, while we were reading this, sometimes we read scripture and we actually don't take time to put ourselves in that. That's right. You know, right Right now, you know, having someone like this, who is, has record of persecuting believers? Yes, he has you a track know? record.
1: He's known. He's, he's Known, he's and then
2: it's somehow it feels like he had spies. Yeah. So he also knew, as the you know Ananias says. <laughs> I mean, yeah. how are you sending me to this man? Yeah. It's like how are you sending me to my death? <laughs> yeah. You
1: know. A death wish. Mm-hmm. Go at your own peril. Mm. You know. So he's trying to negotiate with God to tell him, okay, I know you know all things, mm. but this guy, you might not know everything about him. Mm. This guy has been persecuting anybody who has been calling on your name. Mm. Anybody who is called a Christian. Mm. This was the guy, the leader. In fact, Ananias even knew that he had come with authority. Yeah. With a letter. Yes. To come and get rid of Christians. From the chief priests. From mm. the chief priests. And then listen to what it says in verse 15. But the Lord said to Ananias, go. This is my man. Mm. <laughs> this man is my chosen instrument. To proclaim my name to the Gentiles, and their kings, and to the people of Israel, I will show him how much he must suffer for my name. In verse seventeen, then Ananias went to the house and entered it. It you know, takes a lot of faith.
2: Yeah, I was, I was gonna say that. You know, the, you know, when God has given him an instruction, and the second verse after that says, so Ananias left. It takes, Everything. Donald. It you you it's it, it's everything. It's everything. It's everything. It, it has to cost you. It costs Hearing you. Hearing the voice
1: of God has to cost you. Absolutely. Oh my God. Absolutely. But you better be sure you've heard the voice of God. You know <laughs> that you know the yeah. truth is, those who know His voice, yeah, and He calls them His sheep, yeah, know His voice, yeah. When you know it, it is God saying, go there, mm. do this. Mm then there's a boldness that comes inside of you that you say, you know what? If we perish, we perish. If we make it, we make it. And that's where Ananias of Damascus got to. That's right. Listen to verse 17. Then Ananias went to the house and entered it. Placing his hands on Saul, he said, Brother. Listen to that. Brother. Brother Saul. The Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road as you were coming here. Meaning... That Ananias had had an in-depth conversation with God. Mm-hmm. Because he probably asked again, are you sure? And yeah. God told him, actually, on his way to Damascus, yeah. I came upon him. Yeah. I prevailed upon him. And yes. in fact, by the time you find him, he will be blind. Yes. So that gave him boldness and yeah. an assurance that you're not going to meet. But remember, mm-hmm. Paul never used to
2: walk alone. Saul. So. so He never used yeah, to walk
1: alone. So. No
2: matter how, even though he was blind. The rest weren't. The rest were not blind. My goodness. The rest were not blind.
1: Wow. The Lord can send you into the lion's den. (laughs) (laughs) Listen to this. Jesus who appeared to you on the road as you were coming here. He sent me so that you may see again and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Listen to that. The guy who's been taking out believers, Mm. you've been sent to him. Mm. Make sure his eyesight is restored mm-hmm. miracle number one mm-hmm. but number two that he mm-hmm. receives the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. salvation salvation yeah meaning your life can just change like that yeah that your interaction with Jehovah changes your life it doesn't matter if you're a murderer it doesn't, matter. it doesn't matter what kind of a sinner you are no your interaction with Jehovah God will change your life just like that and you will be filled with with the, the Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. 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 Listen, immediately, verse 18 says, immediately, something like scales fell from his from Saul's eyes mm. and he could see again. He received mm. his sight back. He got up and was baptized and after taking some food, he, he regained. regained his strength.
2: Amen. I,
1: you know, it's funny because I Amen. read on to um, Acts chapter 22. Yeah. And Paul, at this time, he's Paul, He's giving an account of what happened to him. Mm -hmm. And he says from verse 12 of chapter 22 of Acts, a man named Ananias came to see me. Mm. This is all we ever hear of this guy, Ananias from Damascus. Mm. He says, a man named Ananias came to see me. He was a devout observer of the law and highly respected by all the Jews living there. You know, he was a believer that people knew about. Mm. And they knew that this man called Ananias Mm. was a man who lived and followed every command that God had given. Mm. And he said this. He stood beside me and said, brother Saul, receive your sight. And at that very moment, I was able to see.
2: Amen. What a testimony. understand this
1: story very well, my darling. Saul indeed went into the city of Damascus, Mm. but for a different mission this time. Mm. Remember when he met Jehovah, he was on his way to Damascus. Mm. He hadn't gotten to Damascus, but then the Lord told him, you better get to Damascus. Mm -hmm. Now on a different mission. Mm. For three whole days, he gave himself to prayer and fasting. Mm -hmm. As from Acts chapter 9, verses Mm. 9 and 11. Mm. Lord, have mercy on me, Mm. he said. Lord, show me what you want me to do. Mm. This is the murderer crying out to Jehovah. Show me what I am to do. Notice that the answer to Paul's prayer comes through another person. An ordinary guy, Mm. an ordinary man Mm. named Ananias, Mm. who served an extraordinary God.
2: Mm.
1: Paul then went on to become one of the greatest evangelists, mm. the greatest missionary. Greatest. One of the greatest missionaries who ever lived. Yeah, Hitting the ground running, you know from where? Yeah. Damascus. That's where he hit the ground running. In Damascus, a few days later, almost immediately after receiving the Holy Spirit. In fact, some quarters consider Paul the most important person mm. in the journey and the history of Christianity mm. after Christ.
3: Yeah. Wow. he wrote
1: 13 hmm. of the 27 books attributed he's attributed to have given contributed or even written 13 of the 27 books of the New Testament
2: you know you know when i read that story it reminded me of the verse that says for i know the plans that, that i, I have, have for you you, you know them. and and as human beings we you know i love i love the word of god because there's another verse that says that Man looks at the outward appearance, but God, but looks, God looks at the intent, at the intent. not in the inside, you the know?
1: intent of the heart.
2: Yeah. Ooh. You know? And Thank so every it. one of us, we go around looking at, I mean, I'm sure if I was living there, I, I don't know, I, I probably maybe I wouldn't be a Christian <laughs> for fear of death. Or if I yeah. was, I yeah. probably would be away. Anytime I'm hearing he's going to Damascus, I would be traveling wow. to somewhere else. Wow. You wow. know? Wow.
1: But look at God. Look at God. Look at God. A little man called Ananias of Damascus. I'm excited about your next character. Please share with us. My next
2: character is found in the book of Luke chapter 1 verse 26. And it says, In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee mm. na- called Nazareth mm. to a virgin engaged to a man named Joseph of mm. the house of David. Mm. The virgin's name was Mary and the angel came to her and said, rejoice, favored woman. Other virgin says, rejoice, blessed among women. Wow. Wow. Mm. Wow. The Lord is with you. And she was deeply troubled by this statement, mm. wondering what kind of greeting this could be. Wow. And Then the angel told her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Now listen, mm. you will conceive and give birth to a son Yes. and you will call his name Jesus. Jesus. He will be great and he will be called the son of the most high. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David. Mm. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever Mm. and his kingdom will have no end. Hallelujah. And Mary asked the angel, how can this be? How
1: shall these things be? How?
2: How can it be? I have not been intimate with a man. Mm. I am still a virgin. How? And the angel replied to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. And the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the Holy One to be go- to be born will be called the Son of God. Now, let me just <laughs> let me just say, <laughs> when the Bible says that the angel said the Holy Spirit will come upon you, this message that Angel Gabriel gave Mary, mm-hmm. I, I don't know, but anyway, let's continue. <laughs> and consider your relative yeah. Elizabeth. And let me say why why it was important for angel gabriel to to rem, to, to tell mary uh, to bring, up, mary a, to bring nah. up it's because it says even she has conceived a son in her old age yes and this is the sixth month for her, yeah. who was called barren. Yes. The Bible says, for nothing will be impossible, impossible with God. God. Wow. And the Bible says, I am the Lord's slave, wow. said Mary. Yes. May it be done to me according, according to, to your, your word. And, your and the Lord, angel Jesus. left her. Wow. Sometimes when God, because a lot of times he will tell you to do something done. Yeah that is absolutely ridiculous ridiculous yeah out of this world you know mm. and that, what i love about god is that he quickly knows how to assure
1: you yes he to, gives you an example he gives he you an tells example you. hey by the way
2: you know he gives an example. And sometimes it will be the example of something that he has taken you from. Yes. Or someone that you've walked wow. with. Wow. Someone that, and that's wow. what the Bible says, for nothing will be impossible Possible with God. God. Oh, I love this.
1: My goodness.
2: So, Nancy's version. Yes. Tell us. There was nothing particular and usual about Mary. That's right. She was not from a wealthy family. Mm. When the angel appeared to this young teenage girl, she was engaged to be married and was doing mm. what... Engaged girls do.
1: How old do you think? Planning.
2: She was? I think she was 14, between 14 and 16 years. Okay. okay. You know?
1: That's right, that's right.
2: And she was doing what girls do mm. who are about to get married mm. excited, butterflies, yeah. planning, yeah. getting ready for a bridal shower, yeah. dreaming, you know, like I was. I, I don't know. You yeah, know. it's all right. Keep going, keep going. I you know, hear you. Dreaming of being married, you <laughs> yes. know, changing, being married to Joseph, you know, changing her name yes. to Mrs. Joseph. Yeah, just like and, someone changed uh, her name
1: to Mrs. Gishane. Oh,
2: yeah. Yeah, that was yes. exciting. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. I don't believe she was expecting her life to be used in any mm. extraordinary way. I think just like me. I mean, getting married to to you, I thought, you know what? It's life. We're going to do life together. Do life together until, yeah, we're here. That's another (laughs) story. So the significance of Mary's life was not based on any of the things our world values so highly. That's right. It was Mary's relationship to Jesus that gave her life significance. Mm. The Bible says in Luke chapter 1 verse 28, the Lord is with you. Amen. Amen. God did not choose this young woman wow. because she was worthy of the honor of being the mother of the Savior. That's right. It was all because of his grace. Wow. All wow. because of his grace. Wow. You know, when I was, um, when I got born again, I used to read the story of Mary, mm. which was every Christmas day, <laughs> you know, and I just used to think this girl was Holy, like truly, there was nothing, nothing about without her. blemish. Without blemish for God to choose an ordinary person mm. to bear his son. Yeah. I mean, I, I looked at this woman and I said, i, I, I we cannot reach there. There's no yeah. way, you know. Despite Mary's fears, mm. she trusted God's That's word. That's right. She trusted God's word right. and guidance mm. for her life. In That's Luke right. chapter 1, verse 29, it says Mary was greatly troubled at his words, mm. but she proclaims in Luke chapter one, verse 38. Mm. I am the Lord's servant. I am the Lord's slave. That's right. You know, may it be done to me according, according to your, your word. word. And The Bible says the angel left. Wow. Mary's desire to serve God and surrender. Um, her life was greater than her fears. In that act of surrender, Mary offered herself to God as a living sacrifice. She was willing to be used by God for his purposes. Willing to endure the loss of reputation that was certain to follow when people realized she was pregnant. She was willing to endure the ridicule and even the possible wow. stoning wow. Wow. permitted by the Mosaic wow. law. Wow. At that time, in those era days, you could not get pregnant not out of like wedlock. That. Absolutely not. You would be stoned. It was the law. Yet the Bible wow. says that she said, with everything, mm. with all mm. the fears, mm. with all the knowledge of what this meant to her. She said, may it be done according to your word. Amen. Mary was willing to go through nine months of increasing discomfort and wow. sleeplessness and willing to endure the labor pains of giving birth to the child. The Messiah. Mary was willing to give up her own plans and agenda so that she wow. may link arms with God in fulfilling his agenda.
1: Amen. 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 How beautiful.
2: What are you willing to endure for God? Mm what are you willing to give up for hmm. God what are you willing to let go so that he can come in and take control of your life what are you willing to do for him because it will cost you, cost it, you, will cost you. Cost you it will cost you,
1: cost you everything. it
2: will cost your reputation it will cost the, as Mary went through it will cost to be at a place where she says may it be done according to
1: your, to your word wow What a story. I love it. Ordinary people. Ordinary people. God just turns into extraordinary people. You know, in conclusion, God chooses and uses whoever he pleases. Mm. Anybody. Anybody. You do not have to have any Mm pre-qualifications for God to use you. Mm -hmm. In fact, there are many people I sense right now who are just sitting back and wondering, how is it that God can use a man? Mm. He doesn't pick... The people that you and I think he will pick you if you are submitted and if you're willing to be used mm. remember an instrument is the means by which a particular task gets done mm-hmm. the scalpel is an instrument in the hands of a surgeon when the surgeon goes into the operating room he has multiple instruments at his disposal mm. the scalpel is just one out of all the instruments he has The operation will never get done without these instruments. That's right. Never, never. We are 100% dependent upon God. Mm. What can a scalpel do on its own? Mm. You know, sitting in the operating room, if there is no surgeon in that space, what can the scalpel do on its Mm. own? Nothing, unless it is squarely in the hands of the surgeon. Christ says to Saul, now Paul, he is a chosen instrument of mine Mm. that's what he says about soul in other words he will be in my hands and i will do my work Mm. through him Mm. how will the name of christ be carried to the world how it is through instruments Mm. it's through you and i Mm. (laughs) the answer is that god will do it but how will god do it he will do it through his chosen instruments you know You know, I recall in our own personal life Mm. about ministry, and you know, friends, it's so funny because we received so many prophetic words about so many different things. Then there came a time where we received a word about going into ministry and doing some things, and this was the first time it was actually announced. Was probably eleven years ago. Eleven years ago. Then the Lord sent another group of prophets. To our house, Mm -hmm. and you remember that night. I remember
2: that night, Uh,
1: and this was four years ago. In fact, our fourth born today uh, was third born. Sorry, (laughs) sorry, I was prophesying. (laughs) Our third born born today was four, was actually no, 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 it was actually three months, three months, three months, yes. When they came into our house and they said, There will come a time that you will be asked to go and start ministry.
2: I did not, I laughed. You know, I, we I really we laughed. It. Yeah. What
1: you, what, I mean, we all laughed. Yeah. Because
2: it was laughable.
1: It and was I, laughable. I,
2: I knew without a doubt that everything else the prophets had said was true. There, right there, that, that's it. They, yeah. They're off. They had missed it. Yeah. And remember
1: that night after they left? Yeah. We sat in the room and we, we just <laughs> laughed. At, you know, we sat there and we said, man, those guys were so accurate. But on this one thing, Aww. they were com- they completely lost. It.
2: And I remember saying, like, can you imagine... You being a pastor?
1: I, know. I was like, look, and you being a pastor's wife. It was so funny. Oh, God. To be sent out as lead pastors was nothing in our spectrum. In fact, when we think about the things that we were to do, it was not even an aspiration. It wasn't something we even wanted to do. Yes, we knew we were going to be involved in ministry as support. You know, supporting the man of God and, you know, the entire ministry, but not people being sent to support us. Never. It was not in our wildest imagination. We were played. It felt like we were played. No doubt. But you see, sometimes God doesn't show you the full picture. That's what's important. Ordinary people can be used to do extra ordinary things. We didn't care for it. We didn't look for it. It found us. Because God chose it to to find us. And then secondly, we felt Mm. so unqualified. Mm. And we still do. We still do. Oh, we my still God. Do. We still do. And you know, God does not call the qualified. Yeah. He qualifies those that he calls. What is God calling you to become? What is he calling you to become? You know, maybe he has anointed you to become an apostle in the marketplace. Maybe not in the front line, behind the pulpit in a church. But in the marketplace, he says, my son, my daughter. I want you to hold business and do it the God kind of way. Mm. What else? Maybe you've been called to go into government and politics and to be the cheerleader at the forefront to say, no, 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 there's someone greater than us all.
3: There's
1: Jehovah who is greater Mm. than all of us. Mm. Jehovah, El El the God above all Mm. who sits above every one of us. Mm. How do we know what you're called for. How do you know what you're called for? Mm. Ask the Lord today and say, can you use an ordinary man, an ordinary woman like I, and then see what he can do? Mm. You know, the Lord has continued to astound us Mm -hmm. in many ways. Mm -hmm. Many things that we've heard that are yet to come, Mm -hmm. but I can tell you the things that have already happened that we had heard of before only tells me and tells my wife that we are with God and with God on our side we can never fail. Darling, mm. this has just been exciting. Mm. And I'm just excited to know. Mm. You know, I remember when the call first came and the immediate things and the discussions that you and I had, mm. my immediate response was absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. There's absolutely no way I'm gonna take up this role. And then I remember the time that we went into some time of prayer. Yeah. And after 90 days, three months, the Lord said, listen, son, you have a choice. You could either take up this role or you could choose not to take it up. But this is what he said. Remember this, that I have over 7 billion other options because he uses and picks any instrument. They're his instruments. He can pick anybody to do anything to accomplish his will. Mm -hmm. I pray today that anybody who's heard this message Mm -hmm that you'll come to a place where you will say, Lord, tell me what you want me to do. Mm. But I pray that you may be faithful to Mm -hmm. hear whatever it is that he's asked you to do. I'll tell you, and darling, talk about it. Mm. Has ministry been easy Mm. or have you felt like there's been a grace? Mm. Because I traditionally thought this thing was going to be like a tough thing. Mm. What do you think?
2: Mm. Uh, You know, what I want to say is he went through his personal journey at that time three months and I think mine took shorter (laughs) and I remember one day just waking an ordinary day Mm. and I had this woman of God saying that she was also at that place of uh, ministry and corporate life and God told her something and what she said was my answer that was like it's like God spoke to me and God said on the other side of obedience are people I have prepared Amen. to help you to in this journey Glory and let me God. tell you my spirit settled Donald I knew baby I knew this church belongs to him it's his work it's his work Amen. it's his work Amen. and he brought amazing amazing team
1: to help us, ordinary team. extraordinary team. Of ordinary people, yeah, of ordinary people, yeah,
2: my yeah. Goodness. And we thank God because, and this is just my encouragement to you: if you're standing or sitting or listening, whatever you're doing, and you're in a place where you're wondering, the task ahead, what God is about to, or what God is telling you to do, is huge. And one of the reasons I didn't want to be a pastor was because the name pastor has been misused,
1: oh my, and abused, and abused,
2: you know. And I thought, oh my God, oh my God, God, yeah. (laughs) We don't want to be like that.
1: We don't want to be associated. Oh my God! But
2: he is a faithful God. He's a great God. He is a faithful God. And while we're at it. I just I just thank God for every pastor out there yes. who is doing Amen. the work and the missionary of God. Amen. May God bless you. Amen. Increase you yes. because yes. now that we are here, we know we that it is impossible to do this alone.
1: Without impossible. God. You know, just as Gideon feeling inadequate. Mm. We accepted the call. Yeah. We accepted the call. Yeah. And I like something that our pastor always says. Mm. Moving forward Afraid. afraid, Moving, Moving forward, forward afraid. afraid. Yes. I pray that you will move forward afraid yeah. in the thing that God has called you to mm. do. Remember, it is not by your strength.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: We clothe ourselves in Christ mm. and he enables us, he gives us the grace to be able to get into that place Amen. that he has equipped you already for.
2: Amen. I,
1: I'm excited. I could be talking about this all day long, yeah. but we must close now. Yes,
2: we must. Pray for
1: somebody, darling, mm. because there's people right now who've had and they're just wondering, how do I become that which they are talking about—the person who is faithful mm. to hear what God has called them and has requested of them, mm. moving forward. Amen. Afraid.
2: Jeremiah chapter one, verse uh, verse one to five says, but just five. I chose you before I formed you mm. in the womb. I set you apart before you were born. I appointed you a prophet mm. to the nations. Amen. Thank Let you, us Lord pray. Jesus. Father, we thank you for your word that continues to be so relevant to our lives even today. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that in every mountain that you call us to do, some of us, you may not be calling us to the church, but our pulpit is in the mountain of media. It is in the mountain of education. It is in the mountain of the uh, of arts and, 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 and culture whatever mountain it is that God God has taken you and called you to do the bible says he will never leave you nor forsake you. you trust in his word Proverbs 3, 5 and 6 says, trust in the Lord your God and lean not in your own understanding. In all your ways, all your ways, meaning your fears, your insecurities, all all your ways. Acknowledge him. Acknowledge that he remains God. Acknowledge that he is the Alpha and Omega. Acknowledge mm. that he who began a good work in you is thank faithful you, to complete it. Acknowledge that he remains God. Acknowledge and he will direct your path. Holy Spirit, thank you for your amazing mm. word today. Mm. The Bible says that it is a double-edged sword you, as it has watered us, O God. Yes, May it water your children, you, Holy Spirit. May it do that which it was meant to do because I know, Jehovah Father, this word is your voice and we trust in your voice we trust in your word in jesus name we pray amen 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 Amen.
1: you know relying on god has to begin all over again every day every day like nothing has been done Mm. like nothing has been done god bless you and keep you let, his, let may He cause His face to shine upon you. You yeah. are blessed. Amen. You are declared favored. Amen. Everything that you do this week will be favored. Amen. We thank you, we bless you, we love you. Stay put in Jesus' name.
3: Amen. 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 Bye.
1: This podcast is part of the Edify
0: Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I app.